0: Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Please be seated. Members of Good Shepherd congregation, family and friends that have gathered here this morning, Wayne, Mark, Pam, and especially to you, Alice, grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. The early Christian church had it pretty rough, they had to meet in secret. If people found out, there was a risk of being arrested, being persecuted, being beheaded or fed to the lions. And yet the early Christian church kept right on going. They had the word of God. They heard the word of God. They believed the word of God. And God blessed them. In the midst of all the trials and tribulations, the persecutions, and even the executions in the early Christian church, the early Christian church knew how to celebrate. They celebrated every chance that they could get. Oh, sometimes it was in the catacombs or other secret places, but they celebrated. And the thing that they celebrated the most were birthdays. That doesn't surprise us, does it? We celebrate birthdays even to this day. But the early Christian church didn't celebrate only one birthday, the day that we are born. They celebrated three birthdays. The first birthday that they celebrated was exactly the same birthday that we celebrate. The second birthday that they celebrated, and it was a much greater celebration than the first, was the day of their new birth, their baptism, their baptism birthday. And it was a huge celebration for the entire church. But even that baptismal birthday celebration paled in comparison to the celebration that they had on what they considered their third birthday maybe you've guessed by now the third birthday was the day of their death Oh, they wouldn't be here for the earthly celebration they would be celebrating in heaven and they wanted all of their family all of their Friends, all of their brothers and sisters in Christ, to celebrate, to celebrate the fulfillment and the completion of God's promises for them. Sounds kind of strange, doesn't it? Many times, our funerals, no matter how we dress them up as celebrations of life, they're a sad time our husband our dad our grandpa our great-grandpa our great-grandpa our great-great-grandpa our friend our brother in Christ isn't here anymore and it hurts 72 years of marriage isn't enough my friends today we come into God's house and we celebrate we celebrate the exact victory that Khan wanted us to celebrate this day a victory of God over Satan a victory of heaven over hell a victory of life over death now you may be wondering how can we celebrate a victory of life over death When we have probably the greatest object lesson of death right here in front of us. A casket. My friends, do not be deceived. Our God is not a God of death. He's a God of life. When God created this world and everything in it, He created it to live forever. If Adam and Eve had not sinned and brought death and corruption into this world, they'd still be alive. But that did change that fateful day in the Garden of Eden. And sin and all the terrible consequences of sin came crashing down on Adam and Eve, on all of the world, even continuing to you and me but God did not leave Adam and Eve in their sin God did not say you created this mess now work your way out of it God did not say you made your own bed now lie in it God did not say I'm done no our God of life set in motion his plan of life he gave a promise to adam and eve a promise that one day he would send a savior the messiah the seed of the woman who would crush the serpent's head once and for all and restore the broken relationship between god and his creation throughout the pages of the old testament These promises were given again and again and again through prophets and patriarchs alike. More detail was given as time went by. This Savior, this seed of the woman, this Messiah would be a mighty king. He would be a great prophet. He would be a suffering servant. He would be born in a little obscure town called Bethlehem. And he would be born of a virgin. All of these promises were given and told again and again. And the people hung on these words. The people believed the word of God. They believed the promises of God. And they were saved by grace through faith in the promise of this Savior who would come. And when the time was right, when the time had fully come, God does as he always does. He keeps his word. He keeps his promises. He sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem us who are held in bondage by our sin and the law. We celebrated it just two days ago. The miracle of Christmas. Sometimes Christmas gets, gets lost in the shuffle because there are really two kinds of Christmases. There's the world's Christmas, you know, the consumer Christmas. Santa Claus and Jingle Bells and Rudolph and all of those things. And then there's God's Christmas. His gift. The greatest gift that the world has ever seen. God in the flesh for us. God taking up residence inside the womb of the Virgin Mary. God in the flesh being born for us. Not to show or to prove that he could do it. But for a reason. Born to die. The angel told Joseph, You will give him the name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. That's why Jesus was born. That's why Christmas is such a great celebration. Jesus is born for you. Jesus is born to die. Jesus grew up. He put himself under the law. The same law that condemns us. But he didn't sin. Not once. The wages of sin is death. Jesus didn't sin. Jesus didn't have to die. But He freely and He willingly took on your sins and my sins and the sins of the world. He died the death we deserve. He paid the punishment. He took the hit that our sins have earned. He went all the way to an old rugged cross and he bled and he died the stone-cold body of Jesus was put into a new tomb Satan laughed thinking he had won but the joke was on him three days later this same Jesus this same God in the flesh Burst forth from the tomb, destroying sin, death, and the grave forever and ever and ever. My friends, our God is a God of life, not a God of death. And he desires that all people would come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ and believe the good news of the gospel. For God so loved the world. My friends, if someone told you that they had a magic potion, or a pill, or a shot, then you would live forever. You would line up, you would mortgage the house, you would pay whatever it took. But our God of life won't hold you hostage like that. Everything that Jesus has earned, his Good Friday death and his Easter resurrection, forgiveness, life, and salvation, he gives away. You can't buy it. You can't pray it into your heart. You certainly don't earn it or deserve it. God pours out Good Friday and Easter to you in the waters of holy baptism. He feeds and nourishes you as you hear his word and eat and drink Christ's body and blood in the Holy Supper. This gift, this forgiveness, this salvation, earned by Jesus, delivered in word and sacrament, is free to the world. my friends that is the proclamation of the gospel that is what Khan wanted preached to you today you know, I can say many things about Con and Alice they were here long 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 before I got here in 1997 Came to Good Shepherd in 1983. Made the processional trip from 48th Street and the chicken coop over here to the new property and the new church building at 40th and Old Cheney. From day one, when I got here, Con and Alice were always here. Always went to church. Always went to Bible study came to nearly every funeral. Certainly, every soup dinner or fellowship meal that we had, we're just always here. Always here. About the last 10 or 12 years, after a funeral, Khan would pull me off to the side. And he would say, Pastor, this is what I want you to do at my funeral this is what I want you to say at my funeral this Bible passage I want you to have at my funeral this is what I don't want you to do at my funeral if we did everything that he wanted me to do and say and sing and pray we would probably be here a lot longer than tolerance would allow and I know Khan would understand Khan said pastor don't talk about me it's not about me talk about Jesus pastor don't tell stories about me tell stories true stories from the Bible about Jesus don't tell them lots of fluffy kind of stuff certainly don't tell them about all the things we talked about tell them about Jesus I've got 26 years worth of Khan and Alice stories, mostly Khan, but a few Alice. I remember the first day when something really, really big happened in our relationship, mine and Khan's. Khan was this big, seemingly gruff, larger-than-life individual, and he had kind of a loud, loud bark when he wanted to do it took me a long time to figure out that he was a giant marshmallow inside he was in the hospital I don't know why I don't remember but he was in the hospital and I came into the room and he was not happy something with the nurse and the line going into him things were not going well and I came in and I sat down and I thought maybe I was gonna get chewed out but it was just the opposite. He said, you know, pastor, I used to be an angry man. When I grew up, things were rough. And I won't go into any of those details if you know them, fine. But I was angry. And I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight everybody. Everybody. And I was good at it. And then that all changed. That all changed when God brought me Alice. They looked up at me and said, I am so blessed. I am so blessed. we talked about hunting and fishing because he knew that I like to hunt and fish told me lots of stories I think most of them were true and then he said "Oh, I've got some great memories pastor I am so blessed then I started asking him about kids and grandkids we talked a lot about family many of you here today and as he thought about his family he said I am so blessed then he asked how things were going at church and we talked about new construction new families finances and he said I never thought I'd see this day I am so blessed then we had the Lord's Supper and I read the first two verses of Psalm 32 blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit is no deceit. He confessed his sins, and I pronounced the absolution. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he looked at me before we could even continue the service, and he said, I am so blessed. I'm a big sinner, Pastor. Jesus has to be a pretty big Savior. I am so blessed. For the last 10 or 12 or 15 years from that day in the hospital, there was never a time when Khan didn't tell me, I am so blessed. But he did something else that day. As I was getting ready to leave, I reached out my hand to shake his big paw. And he grabbed my hand with both of his hands. And he looked me square in the eye. And he said, I love you, Pastor. There was never a time that I visited him from that day when he didn't tell me that he loved me. Until last Saturday, when he just didn't have the strength to talk anymore. My friends, Con Erbach was blessed. Blessed by you, blessed by a, a brilliant mind that was able to do things, Electrically and construction wise, that many of us could never figure out. Blessed with an amazing sense of humor and a love of celebrating. Every Christmas Eve, Con and Alice would walk down that hallway to my office with a gift. Oh, not money or a card or a book or anything like that but a special made crafted with love bottle of homemade booze (laughs) peppermint plum very good apricot outstanding Cherry, good, but the old standard made with love, given with love, received with love. My friends, Khan was like the perfect church member. Now don't get me wrong, he wasn't perfect. He knew he was a sinner and freely confessed his sins. But he was here every Sunday. He was in Bible study every Sunday. He was at every fellowship activity that he could be at. When he had a problem or a question or a concern he didn't get on the phone or social media he'd call me up and we would have a talk when there was a funeral even for somebody he didn't know all that well he was here because it was family my friends Khan has left us An amazing legacy. Oh, not in dollars and cents or fancy initials after his name. He's left us a legacy of what it means to be blessed by God. It means to receive the gifts of God. Freely and joyfully. You are a part of the gifts that Khan freely received, joyfully received. But the greatest gift of all, Khan knew that his sins were forgiven on account of Jesus. Khan knew that his name was written in the book of life. On account of Jesus, and Khan knew that he had nothing to fear with regard to this day, because he would be celebrating in heaven, and he would want you to celebrate as well, my friends. These words are true not only for Khan but for the whole world hear them once again blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit to quote a very famous Christian Con Urbach, I am so blessed, and I pray you are too. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our blessings in Christ Jesus our Lord.